Welcome to the Solo Venture Podcast. My name is Lee Payton, and along with co-founder Reese Harris, we'll discuss the tools and mindset you need for successful remote entrepreneurship. So whether you're new to freelancing or have an established online business, we'll help you to earn more, work less, and become irreplaceable. This episode and all future episodes will be brought to you by our day jobs until we can find a supplement brand or mattress manufacturer to sponsor us. Please enjoy the show and remember to follow and subscribe. Today, we'll be talking about how to schedule your day as a freelancer. I'm Lee Payton. I'm in Da Nang, Vietnam. I'm joined by my co-host, Reese. And you're still in Cyprus? Still in Cyprus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'll be, I'll be where I'm at for uh, another month or so. And I think you're going to be where you're at even longer. Um, I think you've got, what, two more months there, give or take. So that's what ends Gene. Yeah. Uh, before we get into kind of how we schedule our days, uh, I know we were talking a little bit this week about well, we, the last episode we talked about uh, AI and the future of freelancing. And then we were talking about doing these video uh, YouTube podcasts and, and how we're probably within the next five or six years, it's going to be easy to fake or, you know, put up a, you know, a person on there uh, with a voiceover or whatever. Uh, and now it looks like we're kind of to that point now. Uh, you sent me something. I don't know if you want to touch on that a little bit, but you sent me something yesterday or this morning, I think, where it was like a total deep fake. So, yeah. Yeah, I was mad. Um, I it was So it was an Instagram reel, and it, it came onto my screen, and it was just a guy talking. Like, it just looked like a normal reel, and then all of a sudden it like meshed into someone else. And, and she was like, you thought that was a real person, didn't you? And I was like, it was it was like... It just looked like a human. Um, I had no idea whatsoever that it was not real. Um, so that's now. So they've done that. That already exists. Um, so yeah, I guess we need to hold on to the ride now and see what YouTube yeah. needs in light of that. And our uh, our our thinking around uh, focusing our efforts on on this YouTube channel is that uh, you know we can reach the most people um, so that we can eventually help the most people through here, you know, Twitter's, it, Twitter's Twitter. And quite honestly, you never really know where that's going to go. Uh, you know, nothing against Elon Musk, but there's so much tension and everything there. You never really know what direction that's headed in. Uh, so uh, being that YouTube is owned by Google and we could put out the most content on here with videos and, and try to be as helpful as we can on here, uh, this is going to be our main platform until we launch our community coaching program sometime in the future. So our concern was if other people come in and start doing these videos and start faking them, how would that impact what we're trying to do? And for that matter, what a lot of other people are trying to do. And my opinion is it probably may end up in our favor in the sense that there may be filters built in at some point. Uh, my old job as an investigator, for example, it was to collect video evidence. Uh, let's say I was following a, a cheating spouse or a spouse that was uh, accused of cheating anyway. The client wouldn't wouldn't believe me, even if I told him or her, you know, with my with my you know bare eyes or my eyes or whatever I saw, you know, him or her doing this or not doing something wrong. They wouldn't believe me. They always wanted a video. And now we're getting to the point with AI where I think. You can fake just about anything from from the video that you sent that we were just talking about. You can fake just about anything. So I think that there's probably going to be some filters put in place, uh, and I'm assuming that those will be applied to YouTube and other videos as well. So uh, 
I, I would guess that most people would look forward to having more more human content. It could just be my wishful thinking, but I think as, as crazy as that stuff is, I still think there's going to be a big market for, for guys like us to get on here and talk and, and have like a real human feel to it. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise uh, the only people watching, they'll be, they'll be playing this shit at my funeral whenever that's going to be. They're like, All right, you remember when this guy had a YouTube channel? Uh, so, and, and we'll, you know, we'll talk about that. I'm sure as, as these progress and, and we kind of get into these shows more, we'll, we'll bring up the AI angle. I, the, the last episode was focused mainly on that, but the truth of the matter is it's evolving so fast. We're probably going to have to bring it up almost every episode. Uh, so aside from that, uh, there has been a lot of flooding in my old town of Fort Lauderdale, Florida, where I came from before I left on my digital nomad journey about a year and a half, two years ago. And a lot of the reasons I left that area was because of, you know, the drinking and the partying and all the, you know, the, just the rough, the lifestyle and the working 90 hours a week and the, the high cost of living and my, my house there was, was pretty nice but I had to have a roommate to afford it just to give you some perspective here. Uh, and it was, you know, the rent's probably $5,000 a month now, uh, in a place anywhere else in the world, that would be at least half that. So they're under a lot of like flooding and the, no matter what your stance is on climate change and who's causing it, uh, it's still, and it's flooding more now than it ever. So a lot of the reasons that I kind of saw this coming, uh, not that I'm a scientist or anything, but I'm like, you know, maybe in 10, 15 years, Florida is not going to be as big as it is right now. You know, the coastal towns are going to flood. And I think that that will probably drive a lot more people into remote work and freelancing, just climate change in general, not necessarily the, all the coastal towns that people aren't going to make a run for it from there. But I think that, I think that as the world changes, these are things that are you know, kind of out of our hands. I think that that'll even raise that up. So I know last time we talked a little bit about freelancing expanding, and I think the climate may even have a hand in that too. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I just think that people want more flexibility so that they, even if they moved somewhere, it's maybe less so moving for a job, but it's moving to be close to family or to be close to doing the kind of things they enjoy. It's being in a nicer place. Like even if they're not, digital nomads or um like they actually just want to work remotely but live in a, a certain place and not be restricted to the jobs that are available in that place um yeah does people want flexibility because i think ultimately people want flexibility because to a degree people don't really want to work like you know we want to yeah sure like people want to have impact and and contribute on project so to speak but no one really wants to work um i think they want to work on things um, and so like the closest they can get to if they can't work on like things they absolutely love and enjoy like it's the what flexibility does the job give me instead so i can go and do the things i do care about outside of work uh, so today we're going to talk a little bit about how we schedule our day as freelancers i have to admit i'm not great at this uh i can talk about it all day long on how to keep a schedule and a routine. Uh, and then I find myself up middle of the night on client meetings. Uh, some of that is uh, just by virtue of where I'm at. Uh, I'm on the other side of the planet for most of my clients who are on Eastern Standard Time in the States. So I have had quite a few late nights 
And with that, of course, with the interrupted sleep and everything else, and then, you know, inevitably at some point in the evening, there's a 24 hour store next to the Airbnb here in, in Da Nang. I'll go over and, you know, get some M&Ms or something that I shouldn't be eating in the middle of the night. And it's just snacks. It's, it's just, it's how I am. I have very low self-control over things like that. Uh, but for, for the most part, I try to structure my day, uh, with freelancing, it's a little difficult, uh, as I have right now, I think about eight or nine clients that I have full time now. And the issue with that is those clients don't know about each other. I mean, each one of them assumes that I'm working for somebody else, but they don't know what the workload is. So I can you know, get dumped on with a huge project by one client. And they may think that all I have to do is their work or I'm going to focus on their work on that particular day. And then I get tied up working for six, seven other people. And I have a bad habit of kind of over promising on my uh, deadlines and everything else, just because I like to, to please the clients. But, uh, yeah, I, I haven't done a very good job of it. So as far as my daily routine goes, I try to get up, uh, first thing is I try to not touch that phone. I know that's like shitty advice because it's almost impossible. Even if you don't use an alarm. I think that's bang on. Yeah. Such a difference if you don't like, if you're, no matter what you're looking at, it doesn't even matter if you're like looking at WhatsApp or social media. Like if you're picking up the phone straight away, your brain is suddenly focused on that. Um, and I feel like it, I feel like it's not, I don't know enough about this stuff, but like in terms of like us as like human beings, as, as like animals, I feel like staring at a screen that usually has things that may cause stress or other um, physiological reactions is probably not a good idea to us. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and it, it happens every time and, and I know better and I'll pick it up. Like you just said, maybe I just want to take a look, see if I have any emergency phone calls in the middle of nights, you know, seeing that all my family's on different time zones. And you just can't help it. I mean, I'll, I'll look at that thing and I'll be like, ah, oh, I see some Slack messages here or, you know, a couple of emails and I'll pop it open. And then, um, even intending to just pick it up and not really, uh, dig into all the folders and everything, I'll end up doing it, checking messages. Uh, and I know better than that. So my advice to anybody would be to try to put that off as large as you can, even if it's for the first half hour, you know, get up, chug some water, get some of that morning sunlight first thing. Uh, regardless of what time you wake up. And that's kind of how I try to start my day. And that sets the tone for the entire day. It really does. So I don't know what, the, what do you normally do when you pop up in the morning? How, how, before I, I can do it, have you ever experimented with turning all your notifications off? I do actually, I have it on do not disturb. So that help, that's a been a big help, but actually I was surprised how much that relieved anxiety laying down because I'm like, well, if they can't get through anyway. It's a weird, it's like a mental thing, you know, like, uh, if I can't hear it buzzing and I think it even notifies people on the other end that my phone's on silent. So that works. I think my problem is checking it first thing in the morning and taking a look and, and starting to mess around. Um, so I haven't figured that, that out yet as far as fighting that one off. The, the, is your, is your phone like in your bedroom? It, it is. Well, I don't really have a choice here cause it's just one room. It's a hotel room. But, um, because I have this, and this is not a paid advertisement, but should be, wow. it, it, it's a whoop. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, we get, I have, uh, fucking, yeah, happy to 
Yes. Or, or, or they'll purposely not sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> like, guys are idiots. Uh, so you do have to keep it within a certain distance. Again, that's a shitty excuse. Uh, so, so my, yeah, the biggest thing as far as sleep hygiene goes, and I, I think, you know, you would agree is the phone is just the worst, whether it's right before bed or first thing in the morning, it just spikes my anxiety. Uh, so ideally I'd get up, chug some water, step outside, uh, go for a walk. And that really sets a tone for the day. And I, I try to intermittent fast, you know, I know that science is back and forth on that, but I, I do get my best work done first thing in the morning. And before I, I turn it over to you with your routine, I found the biggest thing is you got to get those billable hours first thing in the morning. Um, if I don't sit down and like, whether I'm using toggle to track my time or just watching the clock, uh, I'll start getting into things. You know, I'll start checking things that may be work related, but I'm not necessarily getting paid for or maybe project related. Some of the things that you and I have been working on, which I enjoy doing, but it's, we're not necessarily getting paid for this yet. So, you know, it's nice to, to get over the billable hours and it sets the tone for the whole day. If you get your billable hours in in the morning and at least the rest of the afternoon for me, it really relieves some anxiety. Yeah, I agree. Um, the, I mean, going back to, I think so anyone who's watching, um, all two of you or probably one person. Yeah. Um, the kind of proviso with all this kind of stuff is this stuff works for us. We've gotten to where we are by experimenting and that's what you should be doing. So just could be saying this is how we do it. It doesn't mean it's going to be perfect for you, but you need to try stuff. Um, if you don't try new ways of doing it, you'll now know what does work best for you. Um, and you should try and switch it up um, as much as you can. The phone thing. So we, I've never done this before, but here since I came here three weeks ago and I don't, I didn't, I don't know why I decided to do it. It wasn't like in normal fashion. I'd like watch YouTube videos. So I was like, Oh, try this. So I'd try something, but this time I, it wasn't, th this didn't happen, but I, um, I would just charge, put my phone on charge downstairs and I'd go to sleep and two things. Now I have the luxury of the stage I'm at now where I don't use an alarm, um, which is great. Um, that's a privilege, it's a benefit I've got from, from the work I'm doing now, which is great. I know, I appreciate not everyone has that. However, it's pretty inexpensive to get an alarm clock. So you could do the same thing. And, and if you need an alarm, like get an alarm clock, that's not your phone and put your phone in another room. That's honestly, I'm affording, there's other variables involved, but, um, like a hot shower before bed, um, reduces your, your like internal temperature, which makes it easier for you to fall asleep. Um, but I'm falling asleep much quicker, like less than 10 minutes. And it feels like sometimes it's like five, six minutes, which is amazing. Um, because I'm also like, I'm not, I'm not looking at my phone or laptop, like an hour bed, um, stuff like that. Um, so I'm like waking up quite refreshed because my body is just allowed to like sleep for as long as it needs to sleep. And I'm not like reaching for my phone straight away. As soon as I wake up, like I know it's downstairs and I'm even like again, privilege having an iPhone. I'm like walking down the stairs. I'm like, Hey Siri, what's time? Cause I want to know what time is, but I didn't look at it because I know if I look at it, I've turned most of the notifications off, but even if I look at it, there, these things are built to catch us and trap us. Like I know they're it's insanely smart technology, all the engineers, like all the like billions of pounds they're putting in, um, every year to make them as deep as possible. I can't win that battle. 
So like I just try not to look at it because as soon as I look at that screen, I'm like, all the little things that could come out, I could um, have a look at. So yeah, I've been doing that. So I wake up, work out what time it is. Um, again, lucky, but there's a pool here and it's pretty cold in the morning. And that is the best way I've found to like wake up. It's insane. Like I feel really good afterwards. Um, like really sets the day up, which is cool. And then, like you said, like kicking off with like the most important stuff first, like get it out of the way or at least like first draft everything. So like, I know a lot of the time the, there's a mental block is like, you have this task and in your head is this big thing. And usually when you get to it, like it's, it was always easier than you anticipated. You always kind of brace to think that it's a this massive humongous task. But as soon as you like do a shit first draft, something where you don't really care, but you're just going to get the first draft of it done, like you feel better. And then when you, you and, and it's not like trying to create this amazing thing um, off the bat, it's like you just get the first bit done and then you can come back to it later um, and improve it from there. And it's just a way easier, it's an e easier way of tackling things. Um, and then I, yeah, tried to get most of, most of the stuff I have to get done by like two or three in the afternoon. And then there's oh, that would be like, back through stuff. Um, but yeah. yeah. Now, I'm glad you, you mentioned that about the first draft and we'll, and we'll get into this probably on another episode about uh, getting over writer's block because I think what most new writers don't realize is that guys like you and me that have been doing this for a while, uh, I just sat down last night. I was, I think I even sent you a picture of it, that annoying thing I was working on and it wasn't even that many words and I had to finish it. it you know, I was kind of running short on time. And you're right. You just have to throw a crappy sentence out there, you know, just throw something out there, take a walk, you know, and come back to it. Uh, but writer's block aside, uh, I do try to work in some breaks as well. Um, I'm probably good for about 30, 45 minutes at a time. And I've learned that even if I feel like I want to keep pushing through, I still kind of force myself to get up and step outside or at least walk around the corner or something or stand up. Uh, and that helps. I have one of those little Pomodoro timers on my computer. And that's, that's been a big help. But that, that first thing in the morning, even if it does feel overwhelming and, and some of that has to do too, with how you tailor your caffeine intake, I have a bad habit of, of drinking morning coffee and that immediately spikes my anxiety. It wakes me up like I want it to. And then it spikes my anxiety. Uh, so that's also. Now you need to try the cold. You need to do the, the cold. cold. Yeah, the cold. Yeah. It, it's funny. We're, we're, the, the the point of this episode is to help people out. It's just me telling everybody how much I suck at my morning routine. But it's, <laughs> but it's you know, and that, but the thing is, and that's that's the thing. Like all the knowledge in the world can't make a person do it because I know what I need to do. Just like I know how I need to lose weight, it still doesn't mean I'm going to do it. Uh, but these things, these things that you're mentioning, really do work. That keeping away from the phone, the cold water exposure, even if you uh, can only do it in a shower, I've had experience with that. Like like five minutes standing under however cold your shower water happens to get is a good way to start the day and just sitting down and getting to it because I found that if I skip my uh, billable hours or the things that I, I don't want to do, if, if I do those first thing in the morning, really takes the pressure off the rest of the day. If you start messing around in the morning and checking out websites and shopping and everything else, uh, the end of my day is just, I feel like I didn't get anything done and it's ridiculous. So, <clears throat> so that's basically it. Uh, we have similar morning routines, even though I'm not as disciplined. I don't really stick to them as much. Um, 
And then I take, like I said, every 30 to 45 minutes, I take a break. I don't, do you have like a timer that you use for breaks or anything else like that? I kind of do it based off fear and it always ends up being like 30, 40 minutes. But um, recently I have been trying to move more frequently. So even at like a 10, 50, like a 15 minute mark, I'll at least, I may not stop that period of work, but I will temporarily stop the focus and just like walk around, do some movements because literally in the last week um had some issues with upper back um i move quite a lot and i train and i do i do things that you know are fairly healthy in terms of movement um but this a long period of time like that you know like the busiest saying like our bodies are not designed to be in any one position no matter your if you're slouch they're they're kind of like it doesn't really matter what position you're in as long as you're not in one position for too long um so that is really important. So I think anyone, anyone watching, like as much movement you can build in to your day, it's just going to set you up for more longevity. Like, you know, cause if you want to be doing this for a long time or anything for a long time, like mobility is important. Um, especially as, as we get older. Um, I think going back to the, like someone's thinking, and this is the case and I had it couple of years ago as well it's like there's all these things that people say you should be doing could be doing um and if you're worried about like if someone's worried about like how do you actually pick these things up and keep at them like just focus on one or two things um and i have you read the have you read james clear's atomic habits i have uh and i it's one of those things that you kind of have to reread after some time but i i know like the one example he uses that i that i love out of that book is the guy that didn't want to go to the gym and what he would do is he would get up and he would fucking drive to the gym and he wouldn't even go inside. He would go to the parking lot and the next day he would go in and like wash his hands and then leave. Uh, and I know that that sounds kind of silly, but really that's how habits are formed. You know, like if, if you get up in the morning, whether it's jumping in the, in the pool, first thing that you, you know, something you, you may not be looking forward to doing or sitting down at the computer or even not touching your phone for a few minutes, you know, just put it off for one more minute, you know, and as dumb as that sounds, I mean, that's how we are, you know, that's how humans are. So that's funny. I'll, I'll let you go ahead with it. Yeah. That, that was an amazing anecdote. And yeah, I mean, he's, so he's like, for anyone who's not read it and I, I haven't read it just to slam my what's a real on podcast where he pretty much breaks and everything he goes into. Um, it's about like one don't focus on too many things at once and whatever you do focus on, like make it really easy and make it, um, kind of reduce the, so like, if you want to, um, the cold, let's just keep on the cold thing, right? So like, you know, there's benefits to selling cold water for five minutes, um, and you will, would feel really good. And the, obviously the funny thing in is with this, unless you have some sort of condition or, or other, um, thing that means that this isn't good for you. Like it's something your body physically can do like it can bear the cold water for a certain amount of time and the benefits are there so it's purely mental so instead of thinking cool i'm going to try and build a habit where i jump in a cold shower for five minutes every day it's like i'm going to have a hot shower and at the end of it i'm going to do 10 seconds of cold like yeah. super, super small um easy um uh, to start with um and that's and that's the thing and it's like the guy that drove to the gym that's what obviously what he was doing is he was like this is the easiest level of the habit 
that I'm just going to do. So I'm like, physically, it's easier then for me to now have a habit where I do just automatically drive to the gym if we're not going in the gym yet. But once you get that as a habit, and the point of getting it into a habit for people watching is when it's a habit, you're not thinking about it. Like, right. if you want to take on all these things and you have to like think about having to do them, it will get overwhelming. You'll get anxious about it, et cetera. Like the point is to build them slowly into habit so you're not thinking about them. It's just like uh, cleaning your teeth um, because then you are able to do more of these things and then get the benefits from all of them together. Yeah. And people too, but you know, it, this works for habits and it works for a lot of things, even the stuff that we're working on now that we're building from scratch in the beginning, just like a habit or, or like this stuff, when you look at it, it's like, man, that's overwhelming. Look at all these other people that are, you know, so far ahead of me. It, it's that gap in the middle that people don't take into account. You know, it, you don't have to worry about, you know, I heard that Reese takes, you know, jumps in the cold water for 10 minutes. So like, oh, I can't do that. And I'm like, well, that's not the point. You just have to get started somewhere. Uh, and again, easier said than done sometimes, but just those little increments. And, you know, speaking of uh, human beings not being made to do this, these aren't prescription glasses. I had LASIK years ago. My eyes are actually still perfect vision, or at least I think they are. And these are, you know, blue light glasses that I have to wear now uh, all day. Like I used to just wear these at night because it would kind of mess with my sleep, like the, whether it's computer screen or the TV or my Kindle even would kind of mess with it. Now I get those, um, you know, those computer headaches, the behind the eyes really starts to hurt. And I have to wear these all day. I don't mind it, but I don't even notice that they're on anymore. But you know, we've, in the hundreds of thousands of years that humans have been around, and then our ancestors for millions before that, uh, it only in the last, what, when was the first computer in a home, like, 20 something years ago. So all this stuff is very unnatural for us to include sitting all day. So you made a good point when you were talking about just getting up and moving, you know, and I, I think that anybody born after a certain point, you know, you may come into this and think that this is normal, that we're just meant to sit and whether it's video games or working on the computer, but it, it actually with us, with our remote jobs, man, if, if you're not paying attention, like last night, I sat on that bar stool in the hotel lobby working. Fuck, I don't know. Had to be hours and hours. I, I didn't even get up and, and do anything. So yeah, just just getting up and moving is, is super important. Yeah, and if you've got like client calls and stuff like that in the day, like can you do you have to be on video? Like if not, like just walk around. Uh, no. Go go for a walk is obviously more difficult. Connection issues and and noise. But if you can walk around on a call, that's great. So the point I had. Um, Whoever you're watching, us, anyone else, like, yes, I'm, I'm doing this habit right now, but like, unless you're David Goggins or something, like, it's okay if you miss a day as well. Like, if you always, like, one day you did put an alarm on or you looked at your phone, like, like that's the thing I learned as well. Cause back in the day, I'd always, I'd literally put all these people on pedestals and I was like, ah, oh, like, just killing it. And then I watched some, like, podcast, I listened to some podcasts and, you know, people say like, you know, I still, I still fuck up. Like I still like, I think to be fair, even David Goggins, like, and if you don't know who he is, that's crazy, but not you specifically, but like someone watching, um, yeah, that Navy SEAL guy that, uh, had a bunch of health problems that he's done like ultra marathons and all that stuff now. So instead like super, super motivating kind of thing, like he, even him on a podcast, he's like, yeah, like I'd stare at my trainers for like 30 minutes. Like I don't want to do it. 
Um, and it's nice to it's nice to hear that and to realize that one, not everything you see and hear is is um, how it sounds, and also like people at the top or, or who are the people you're trying to maybe I'd um, kind of look up to. Like they still get it wrong or they miss days, like you know. And so when you do that, because you will, like don't worry about it. Just get back on the horse. I forget the I forget who said it, uh, but there's that quote like "Don't compare your beginning to somebody else's middle or end." Meaning, yeah. you know, there could be somebody that's watching this. Um, we keep saying that, you know, it'll just be <laughs> oh, we had two more views. I'm like, yeah, that was me from my phone yesterday. But uh, but you know, somebody could watch this in a bit and be like, man, those guys, you know, they got their shit together, they're um, whatever. And it's like, well, as of three weeks ago, you know, I was watching other people's videos to figure out how to do what we're doing now. But it's very easy to fall into that trap or like, oh, I can't do this. That looks really hard. I'm like, it is, but you know, we're doing it in increments, but it's just little things at a time, uh, you know? Uh, so it's like another, another example is like, like you were mentioning about, you know, if you have, let's say you stick to your routine for four days in a row and then all of a sudden you lose it. Another bad habit that people get into is they think that like, oh, like that's it. I just ruined it. I can't get back into it. Just like uh, me, for example, on a Sunday, if I go drink beer and eat crappy food, which is rare, but it happens now, then I'm like, well, the whole day's shot now. I had a shitty lunch, so I might as well go eat garbage for dinner. And the same, you know, same thing happens with you know routines, not skipping exercise or just not getting work done. And the reality is, it's just it's just not that way. You can have a bad morning, and then start your afternoon fresh Just take your day four hours at a time if it's too much to think about whatever if it's too to think well oh, shit i can't go to the don't worry about the week and guess what if you are morning and you mess it up and you don't exercise or you don't stick to your meal plan or you don't stick to whatever you were trying to accomplish that day that doesn't mean that the the whole thing's over just treat the next day as, as starting fresh, you know, and that's another thing. And, and look, we all, we all go through that too. Like, uh, I'll, I'll screw something up and, you know, go pig out or whatever. And then I'm like, well, I had, um, you know, a cheeseburger for lunch. I might as well eat pizza for dinner. The whole day's boxed, you know, and it's just not the case. Yeah, I absolutely, I fully sympathize. Um, and it's food is the one it's like, you have something and it's fine. Like, Every now and again, it doesn't really matter in the scheme of things. So the bottom line is, you know, whatever your morning routine is or whatever your daily routine is, it, starting the day off right sets the tone for the entire day. Uh, trying to keep that phone away from you as long as you can in the morning or like Reese does not even sleep with it in the room, which is I've done in the past when I've been in places where I had extra rooms to do that in and it, it, it changes everything. And it's silly to think that even if you're not looking at it in the middle of the night, because I can get up and go to the bathroom without touching my phone, but it's something like mental about having that thing in the other room. Like yeah. it just makes you sleep better. It's almost like there's radio waves coming off of that or the, whatever the, the waves coming off that I'm sure we could talk to talk about in some conspiracy episode, but, uh, <laughs> but it is nice not having that, having that phone near you right before sleep. And then first thing in the morning, and regardless of what your morning routine is, whether you're fasting or whatever your, your diet plan is, getting down and knocking out those billable hours uh, in the billable time first thing 
in the morning really sets the tone for the whole day. At least for me, like that's, it keeps me from doing that spiral of like, well, I didn't get anything done this morning. So now I'm just going to stress this afternoon. So that's, that's kind of, kind of the point. Keep off the phone if you can and try to knock all the important stuff out first thing in the morning. Yeah. And, and just, just to add on to that, which is slightly contradictory, but like, again, like work out what's best for you. Like if you, if you work, if you work better from 8 PM to four in the morning, and it like suits your lifestyle, do it. Um, like it, it, you need to do what's right for you. You need to not listen, not follow blindly what everyone else's routine is. Um, like it's okay to have your own routine that works for the way you want to live and works for the way um you work best like if you are like we both work better in the morning which is why we we tailor it um to do that but if you work better in the evenings it's it's okay <laughs> like right. um, yeah don't feel like you're doing it wrong like there is no right or wrong um yeah 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 that, that's a good point like you know, if, if you try something, if you try something and it's not working after a couple of weeks, you don't have to fight it. You know, you know, it's, it's, I mean, Oreos every day and Doritos and M&Ms and everything else. Yeah. That's not a good idea. You can, you can deal with that. But if you're trying to force yourself to do something at a certain time of day and you're not getting it, and then you go lay down at night and all of a sudden you have all these great thoughts and you have energy, well, maybe that's your time to work. Yeah. You know, so. The producer of today's episode was me, so thanks for listening. For more content, join us on our YouTube channel at, at @soloventure. The links will be in the show notes. And please remember to download, follow, and subscribe.